Welcome to the Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theater. I'm your host, Gary Kochi. So let me introduce you to Ken Van Dyke. Now, I have a number of questions to learn about you in community theater, so let's see how many we can get through, all right? Okie doke. So what got you into community theater? Well, uh, I got into theater in general, when I, of course, when I was in high school. And uh, the very first show that I did was Our Town. And I, I got involved basically because I was trying to get rid of a very thick German accent that I had, because English huh? is not my first language. So I went out for the, uh, for the high school show, and I got the part of Simon Stimson the Drunk in, in Our Town. Mm, okay. And I did all of the shows throughout high school. Uh, in community theater, I, I actually had gotten away from theater, and I was, I was doing a lot of writing uh, in L.A., and of course, it, it's a girl. <laughs> a girl got me back in. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was my girlfriend at the time, and uh, they were doing, uh, this was at Spotlighters in Washington Township, and they were doing the musical Oklahoma, and, you know, it was like, okay, that's nice, my girlfriend's doing this show. And she kind of begged me. She said, please, 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 it looks like Oklahoma is populated with nothing but women. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, because there are very few men that get involved. So I very begrudgingly, you know, went to a rehearsal, and the people there were just so nice. And everybody was working very hard, and I, it, just, it just kind of appealed to me. I thought it was, it was kind of a, a nice thing that people did with their evenings. And again, this was back in 1986, And um, the way that community theater was at the time was uh, basically the women put together the show. Men went and built the sets and the women sold ads and, um, you know, and then they managed to cajole some of the husbands to come get involved. (laughs) And the, the show was put together and they actually they had a volunteer orchestra Wow, and yeah, you know, uh, it was very scary. <laughs> you know, and on on opening night, when all of these volunteer musicians began playing, it was not a was not a happy thing. Ooh, okay. It was really, really pretty bad. And in that sense, at all, I also, I mean, I enjoyed doing the show. But then when I when I saw heard the orchestra and and I thought just in the back of my head, and this was, maybe it was a mistake, but I'm thinking. Wow, I could find more musicians to do this. I could help them do that. I, and that kind of suckered me in. And basically, uh-huh. I've been involved in community theater ever since 1986. So that's what about 30 years now, huh? No, yeah, that's definitely that's a, definitely a, a, a moon <laughs> or two ago. Uh, what all have you done within community theater then? Well, uh, there, there's probably it's a shorter list of what I haven't done. I, you know, I've produced and I've directed, and I, I, am, I direct even now. I'm directing Sound of Music at uh, Williamstown Middle School, okay. and I'm, I kind of run the program there. I, I have a night of monologues for the eighth graders. I'm incorporating another one, an evening of Shakespearean monologues, and an evening of monologues for fifth and sixth graders. And the reason we have these evenings is because it's a whole lot easier to put that together than a full show. But we do do one full uh, musical. What musical was that again? Sound of Music. Oh, sound, of, sound of Music. And when's that supposed to be opening? Oh, that'll be at, in the end of April. We, have any, we okay. haven't started. I mean, I've started all the planning and, and set designing and everything. And, uh, but directing and producing and uh, running lights, I haven't designed lights. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a complete techie. But almost everything else I have done within the realm of uh, community theater. Oh, okay. So uh, jack of all trades, kind of, huh? Pretty much. So what might be your most memorable moment, say, within community theater? 
Uh, I, I can't say there was a singular one. There are many, many moments that are very memorable, you know, and I funny stories and, and panic stories and situations where, you know, all of a sudden uh, an entire flat falls down and you see the people <laughs> standing behind. There's all kinds of, and that's one of the reasons that, uh, to me, community theater and theater in general is it's so rewarding because anything can happen in live performance. And so... There never, there's never been really one standout moment. It's so, there's so many. And not just a couple that you could think of. Um, well, as a matter of fact, there was there there was one where there was a, an actor. I'm not going to name any names, no, that's fine. but there was a. We were doing the show uh, How to Succeed in Business. Mm-hmm. One of the actors essentially ended the show somewhere in the middle of the of the second act he basically gave the the went into the wrong monologue which essentially ended the show and we had to do a quick backpedal and uh in order to kind of bring the show back to where it, it needed to be another moment was uh when actually this was the very first show that road company did at the Grand in Williamstown. Okay. And that was in 1989. That was the, the musical 1776. Wow. And basically, the, uh, the 1776 is, of course, the story of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And uh, I had the part of Thomas Jefferson. The cast basically got extremely confused. There were some lines, the lines dropped in, this is in one scene, a line or two dropped, and people got really confused as to where they were. Fortunately, the actor, uh, Larry Murray, who was playing John Hancock, was sitting at a table and he actually had the script open. (laughs) And so uh, he managed to say, wait a minute, gentlemen, before we before we do this, why don't we, you know, and he he got everybody (laughs) pulled us back right on where we should have been. So there was that situation. Another another funny incident, I don't know if anybody, there should be some people around who remember, at the Grand was during, a, during I think it was the second show, Jesus Christ Superstar. I was running lights, but there was somebody who actually, uh, I was waiting for the queue to, to start the show, and the lights had already gone out. And the music had already begun playing, and I thought that the queue had been given to start the second act, but they hadn't told me uh, they had told me five minutes they had, all the, the lights just went out so the music is going and the lights are out everybody's in the black and so I turned on the lights and so it starts look at all my trials and tribulations there was nobody on stage and all of a sudden apostles began running in with this look <laughs> of total shock and consternation on their face you know, on stage left and stage right, looking like, what the heck is going on? And they got to the end, and there was no Jesus. <laughs> so for 20 seconds, he was, this was when the grand had, the changing rooms were out on the street. You had to walk around the corner to get in. He was still getting uh, the stripes put on his back for okay. for that. And so when they told him they started the show, it was like, they can't start the show. I'm not here. <laughs> so he finally ran in. But for about 20 seconds, there was dead silence. And Ooh. oh, every 20 seconds is killer. That's like that's like 20 years. <laughs> oh, it was that was also a, a, a very memorable moment. I guess that's more one of the 
bad experiences with the community theater. Kind of. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Go heart wrenching sometimes. It's yeah, just, one. Uh, I did the part of um, Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady. I did something that was really stupid, which I, I always tell my students never do. But of course, this was years ago. When what I did was I had started the first song. And you're, you know, I would, instead of concentrating on the song and just getting through it and going, I took a moment to think, okay, so now what's in the next scene? And then I went back to the song and I had, there was an instrumental being played and I totally forgot what verse I was on. <laughs> so I didn't quite panic. There may have been a slight look of, of anxious look on my face, but I, what I did was I basically opened my mouth and I started just mouthing words, mouthing nothing. No mm -hmm. sound was coming out. And I was just gesturing and looking, trying to stay in character and uh, listening to the music until I finally heard enough so that I knew where I was and I came back in. But what it sounded like, it was like the sound went off. <laughs> so at intermission, sound guy comes up to me and he says, you know, Ken, I'm really sorry. I don't know what happened. The mic just went, it didn't go out, but all of a sudden we couldn't hear you. I said, don't worry, there's no problem. <laughs> just me. It was yeah. just me. So how did you learn all that you do in community theater? Well, a lot of it was watching. A lot of it is actually watching professionals in L.A. and basically getting an, getting an idea of, you know, watching real, well, dare I say it, real <laughs> actors doing parts, you know, uh, you know uh, in working, you know, on television shows and, and in several movies. And with that, it, it, I supplemented it with what I learned in high school because I used to give up study halls and lunch so I could sit in on the, uh, the theater classes because I, I went to Cherry Hill East and they have a very, very complete uh, theater program mm -hmm. even back in the, in the 1970s, which oh, okay. is when I went. Okay. So I guess not only the acting, which you said was like L.A., what about like the other stuff that are within community theater, the directing and the... Well, the directing also. I mean, uh, I had I had listened to what other directors had said. I had I had watched every direct that ever had worked with me, whether it was in with writing or whether it was in acting. And the idea of making pictures and balancing a stage, or sometimes making it unbalanced mm -hmm. and strong positions and weak positions, and uh, working with character as a writer. I understand probably better than most people the importance of characterization so and relationships. So it's pretty much the same thing. It's just a matter that, well, they get paid and we don't. Yeah, yeah. So now I have a number of questions that are mainly for performers. And this idea came from some Facebook posts that I had seen. So let's see what we can come from some of these. So what role was the most fun to do? Well, I would, it's, I would kind of say that it was... There were two that I had that I thought were really fun. One was uh, the role of Fagin and Oliver. Ooh, okay. And that is a that's a fun role, and I've I've had the very good fortune to to play the role a number of times. So I I managed to change my performance. You know, at one point I was kind of the silly Fagin, and then I was the sinister Fagin in a different production, and then I got a, an opportunity to kind of try to balance the two. So it was fun. It was three different approaches because nobody wants to do the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, again and again and again. 
And the, the other one was actually doing one of the fathers in, uh, one of the fathers in The Fantastics. Oh, okay. And right. that is also, a, it's, it's fun, the songs are great. Mm-hmm. I've had the, the, the opportunity to perform with some very, very talented people. Rick Bravo, who uh, has done a lot, of, a lot of work with Haddonfield Plays and Players and, and at the Ritz. He pl- uh, played opposite to me, and we did it at Haddonfield Plays and Players. And it was, oh, it was an outstanding performance uh, by all, and it was so much fun. It was a very, very tight group, very, very good. And then I, uh, the last would be probably Freddie, and I, I did that at Picasso at Le Pont Angile, which oh. was uh, Spotlighters put on that show. We did that at, uh, you know, we did it at Rowan. So okay. that was that was tr- tremendously fun. Now, what role might you say has kicked your butt? It was like one of the hardest to do. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I, I, I actually did a couple of shows of plays from Theater of the Absurd, and that was very <laughs> difficult. The, the show that I did was The Bald Soprano. Yeah, okay. it's a, it's a, it is a, I mean, it's a straight show. It's not a musical. And mm-hmm. it's, a, there's a lot of non sequiturs. So there's lots of lines that are really not connected to <laughs> anything. This is what makes it a very a, a difficult show to do. Uh, I, I did that and I did Zoo's Story. And both those shows are, you know, for me, I wouldn't say they kicked my butt, but boy, they were very, they were more challenging than anything else that I've ever done. So what role made you feel like a star? Any of those or? Well, again, I guess Fagin is one of those things where the the show is called Oliver, but it probably should be called Fagin (laughs) because uh, while it follows the life of Oliver Twist, at least, you know, the, the musical does, the real, the real strong character comes from Fagin. And so, I mean, I I can't say that it, that it was my performance. (laughs) It's a matter of the writing of the show. So what role would you love to do again? I'm assuming Fagin. Uh, Well, let's put it this way. As years go on, it's easier to to do do Fagin (laughs) since at that point, you know, I don't have to color my beard or anything like that. It's just coming in the way that it that it shouldn't. Right. But there there are others that would be good. But that also, again, same thing. What I do again, I do like to, you know, I like new things. Mm -hmm. But again, it's one of those things that the things that I do in my real life, as opposed to community theater, really do take up a tremendous amount of time. Mm-hmm. So again, what would I, you know, what would I do? Well, it would have to be it would have to be something special to kind of bring me back. Yeah, balancing work and community theater are always a challenge. Always a challenge. <laughs> always that a- and family and everything else. Oh yeah. So what role that you wish more people had seen or maybe ran longer? Oh, without a doubt that would have been Freddie at Picasso with Le Pont Angile. That was that was a really excellent production and the set was beautiful and uh, it was a lot of work since we I we, we did it at, at the Toehill Theater at Rowan and we had to carry the entire set up like a whole a second floor so it was a lot of work <laughs> but it was it was an absolutely it was a, a very very strong super super strong cast it was well performed it was really really good and very few people actually came to see it. Uh-huh. And I was so sad about that. It was a joy doing it because, you know, for me, because I enjoy the, enjoy the rehearsal process just about as much and sometimes even more than I do the performance, you know, the performances. So with that, what role was most like you? 
No, I can't no, say. No. <laughs> I can't say. I can't nope. say any of them was. You know. You know. Really, kind of reflected the way that I really am. Okay. So, what role had the best costumes? Well, Spotlighters did uh, did the show. Once upon a mattress. Okay. Uh, which and I and I played. I I I didn't have a big part. It was the, I played the wizard, but. The costume was really, really good, and I adopted the character with a severe bend in the back, and I bent my knees, so I was always kind of crouched over. It always kind of looked like I was just about trying to, like, <laughs> sniffing people's butts, pretty much. And uh, But the costume was really good, and I, I put on my own makeup, but it was a big, long, full, white beard and white eyebrows, and I, and I really, the hat and everything, and whitened my hair. And it was a, nobody could look at that and, and think of, think that it was me. Oh, okay. Wow. So what would be your dream part or show? Whatever the next one would be. <laughs> I don't, I mean, again, it, uh, you know, everything, everything is a surprise. And there's so many shows that are, that are out there that are wonderful. I'm like, again, whatever, whatever happens, whatever comes along, um, you know, as long as I, if I have the time, if I have the opportunity, uh, I I would do it. I don't uh, I don't really have any. Uh, and, and it's funny because I've always been that way. A lot of people get very nervous with auditions. They get very stressed out, and I never have. People at road company can the older people at the road company can tell you. Usually when I audition, I would audition with the most silly song. I would do Alan Sherman songs. I would, you know, I would, I would, you know, people would be taking this very, very, very seriously because they really wanted to, to get a specific part. And I would just be goofing around and just having fun with it. And sometimes that's, sometimes that works better than trying to be serious and trying to be something or someone that, that you think the director wants but probably isn't. Hmm. When Spotlighters did um, Hello, Dolly, a lot of the guys were shooting for either the Horace Vandergelder mm-hmm. or, or one of the young guys, and I wanted to be Rudy the waiter. <laughs> and so what I did was, I mean, they had the audition piece, and I just, I just did it. Well, for me, it was easy. I did it in a German accent, since German <laughs> was my first language. So everybody laughed. They all, and you know, I got the part of Rudy. I got the part that I wanted. There you go. Now, might there be any part or show that you would never want to do? Well, never want to do. I hate to say the word never. I, something that, that would be maybe very challenging for me and, uh, and it would really be difficult. And, and I, I say this it, it, very sadly. I, trim, you know, I don't think it's any secret that, that there are a lot of gay guys that, that mm-hmm. do, do theater. And I so admire their ability to do hetero parts, which I don't know. I don't know how comfortable I would be doing a gay part. I would would not want to kind of make it silly by like doing anything over the top. So I mean, I would find that most challenging. Would I hate it? I wouldn't hate it. I would probably find it very very difficult, difficult. and maybe a little uncomfortable but again like i say i uh, that is that is my problem not uh, you know that's something that it might who knows it might be very interesting to try and to to try to get over that uh, block or that that fear or so death trap could be a challenge oh uh, yeah could be could, <laughs> could be. be a bit of a challenge okay. could be 
Could be. So are there any other jobs other than all those that we had listed that you would want to try that you haven't done? Well, I would love, and this, again, I kind of bounce back to my job as a a middle school teacher. I teach science and social studies. But running the theater program, I would really love to to learn more about the tech. I would love to learn how more about the sound and more I can run I can I run sound I mean I can hit the buttons <laughs> and uh, you know and if you, and I would love to be able to program lighting and, and understand lighting better and design lighting so I I think that would be something that would be interesting for interesting to do again so for my own information and in order to help out you know more at the school because tech help is very difficult to find it's yeah. very difficult to find so why do you like to work in community theater? What keeps you coming back? Well, I mean, in, in, in many ways, it's, it, you know, it's the people. It's the opportunity to, especially, I mean, if I'm acting, it may be the opportunity to play a part, to, do, to, to be a different person. The same reasons why people get into acting in the first place, mm-hmm. to, you know, to be somebody they're not, to take on a character that is completely opposite to them, or maybe just a different, you know, just a different type of character. Just try something new each time. Yeah, well, or or to t- or to put something old like like a pair of comfortable slippers mm. and maybe change it a little bit. Like I say, like what Fagan. I did with Fagan, right? You don't not to do the exact same thing because, to, but to experiment and try something, try something new with something that feels comfortable. Okay, so what is one part of community theater that maybe the general public doesn't know about? Oh, I, the general public has no idea how much work is involved, how much commitment a person uh, needs to have, uh, and that a group has to have, and that how difficult it is to keep a group together, how difficult it is to put on a show that is of of a good quality, not to slap something Mm -hmm. together, but actually to to try to do something to the best ability that a, a group can come up with. To really try to to try to strive to create something that people will enjoy watching, and that the the actors and the people involved will enjoy doing and have pride in. Okay, so what's in the future for Ken? Anything um, coming up? Well, again, there's Sound of Music that I, that I'm doing. Yeah. There's uh, I, there's the 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 plethora of uh, of monologue nights that I that I would like to plan. I'm also uh, uh, you know for spotlighters. I'm I'm going to try to put together a, a reading of uh, Dickens' Christmas Carol. You know it's it's going to be a reading. So it's but once again the reading it's a dramatic reading. So right. that'll qualify. And at that point, it's just a matter of. Of watch the world and, and watch you know watch some shows to take in some shows, you know locally take in some shows at Broadway you know to deepen my my theater experience uh, by watching others and learning from that too. Okay, all right. So, what would you say to anyone interested in joining community theater? Do it. <laughs> Do it. There's nothing, you know, sticking your toe into the water is is no way to experience it. If you're curious about it, go to meetings, go to, you know, you, you know, go to a, any community theater, go to Spotlighters, uh, go to Road Company, go to uh, Haddonfield Place and Players, get involved, uh, help build sets, uh, help you know, help with costuming or makeup or anything that that you're interested in. Show that you're willing to work. Um, you'll find wonderful people in any of these places. 
Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. So, I am your host, Gary Kochi, and I would like to thank Ken Van Dyke for joining me here today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theatre Studio Podcast. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theatre of Haddon Heights, New Jersey. The music is titled Energy and is provided by royalty-free music from Bensound. If you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on Facebook as Community Theatre Studio, on our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, or email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com. We're also now available on iTunes, so look for us there as well. So please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theatre.